Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hey, friends, it is Wednesday, August 2. Dwight Beal here with my friend Matt Crozier is grinning at me like a <laughs> Cheshire cat. You smiled cat. at me first. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, and, we're back to the cats again from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my friend Miguel Cruz, who you don't know very well, but um, Miguel, tell us um, a little bit more about Corm Deo. Yeah, so founded by, as I said, Jim Lankeet, who's here at Victory Points, brought me on very shortly thereafter and just kind of was born out of his lifelong pastoral journey of planting churches and raising up leaders and just saying, you know, I've got a, a true heart for that. And, and I joined him in that. So um, we see that there's just a, a change in our culture mm-hmm. and that the the models and the ways that we've done church in the past and that the, even the ways that we've raised up leaders um, has had its bonuses, but also that there's drawbacks, especially in a post-Christian society where mm-hmm. less people are wanting to take on the debt of college, seminary, and all mm-hmm. of that. And yet we we need more than ever leaders who can get into the game and, and engage their calling from the Lord. So mm. we try to do um, what we've built as a model where we said we want to come alongside of churches. Instead of like outsourcing leadership development, we think of ourselves more as insourcing. So, and, and rather than just course-based, it's competency-based. So we look at like, what are the competencies pastors and leaders need? And then how do we do that in a way that kind of is holistic? The heart, the head, the hands, the feet, that we're wanting to form the whole person and keep them right where they are in their church, hmm. mentored by their pastor. You know, hmm. Crow tells me how, you know, he and Matt Yunt meet all the time and how close friends they are. Like, I would never want to pull him out of that right. relationship and say, well, you have to leave Victory Point and go somewhere far away. It's like, no, this is where God has planted you. Yeah. So we want to come alongside all those churches. And we do this across the nation. Um, and then the same with the church plants. I mean, we've got an African, I, f- I forget if it's Congolese, it's a Baptist church in Grand Rapids that just started this earlier this year. They're going like gangbusters. We've got an All Abilities church hmm. in Grand Rapids um, that you guys actually just visited. You yeah, and, Klein you and, and I Klein. were just there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one that has a focus on like healing ministry and kind of deliverance ministry over in Wisconsin, several house church models here in Holland and other places. So really just trying to activate and equip the body of Christ to, to make more disciples of Jesus, more churches, more followers of the Lord, however we can do that. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, let's turn our attention towards the scripture, and we're at Proverbs chapter 13 today, and I think I'm going to read today. Okay. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, that's cool. All right. If I, uh, I, I did notice the word stupid was in yesterday's reading. That's the NIV. Yeah. yeah. Betsy and I call that the S word. Oh. Yeah. We don't use the word stupid in our house. <laughs> I'm like, man, it's right there in the Bible. Right. I call my dog stupid all the time. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, it's helpful for me to know, like in Proverbs, that uh, those words are actually used in a, kind of a particular way. Because, like, if we don't want our kids calling, like, hey, stupid. Like, right. But kind of a stupid or a foolish person. There's three types of people in Proverbs, mm-hmm. generally. There's the stupid slash foolish person. There's the wise person. 
And then there's the simple person. Mm -hmm. So like someone who's stupid or foolish, basically that means they've rejected the fear of the Lord. Mm. They've chosen their own path. They think they're wise. Yeah. The wise person is living in the fear of the Lord and saying, I want to walk according to God's rebuke, his commands, his love. And then the simpleton is kind of that young, naive person that hasn't quite picked their path yet. They're susceptible. You know, like lady wisdom is calling out, but the foolish woman Mm. is calling out as they walk down the street. So I think Proverbs is kind of directed towards like, hey, if you're simple, be careful because that may seem like a good path, but it's actually a path of quote unquote stupidity, which really is a way of rejecting God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for that, Miguel. All right. Jumping into Proverbs 13. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. From the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things, but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The righteous hate what is false, but the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves. Righteousness guards the person of integrity but wickedness overthrows the sinner. One person pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. A person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. Where there is strife, There is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it. But whoever respects a command is rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. All who are prudent act with knowledge, but fools expose their folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trustworthy envoy brings healing. Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Trouble pursues the sinner, but the righteous are rewarded with good things. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. An unplowed field produces food for the poor, but injustice sweeps it away. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. The righteous eat to their heart's content, 
but the stomach of the wicked goes hungry. Man, there's some good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. I thought of you with verses 12 and 19. Uh-oh. Who, me or Crow? Uh, Dwight. Okay. Ho- a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope fulfilled is- makes the heart sick. Mm. And a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. And I just mm. thought, you know, most people don't get married mm. at the stage of life that you're in, kind of in that middle stage. And I just... Middle thought, ladder stage. Yeah, middle ladder, you know, like <laughs> just for you and Betsy to kind of mm-hmm. have this hope, you know, not that, not that you spent your whole life wanting that, like as your only goal, like you're open to it, doing the work of the kingdom, both of you. But there were absolutely moments where hope was deferred mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Yeah. Moments where I thought it would happen and it didn't. Yeah. And, and you told that mm. story at your reception of how like you kind of knew each other, then you went away and she came up that one time and was like, hey, do you remember me? And you're like, remember you? I've been thinking about you. And she didn't even know that. Like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I d- definitely relate to that. You know, on a more serious note on that, I was actually just talking about that verse with someone and how we're just in a really tough time of history where the nation is falling apart in so many ways. And it's like, oh, we want Christ to come. We want to see revival. And I have to be careful even just with how much news I expose myself to because Mm -hmm. it can make the heart sick to just feel like, wow, another thing happened. Wow. We're going to that level now. Whoa. We've, we've, we've fallen even further into Mm. sin or whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And to just, you know, to say like, Lord, how far can this go? Mm. And I was talking with someone about, I I don't remember if it was me or the other person who brought up this verse, Um, just that, you know, how long can you hope before you just start to kind of feel sick or despair and just think, Lord, we don't know how long we can do it. And it's like, well, we got to keep our eyes on the Lord, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was just, as uh, Miguel was talking, I was, you know, since all this happened, like since uh, like the beginning of the election four years ago or whatever and then COVID and then then all this other stuff coming up I I've just totally detached myself from I'm not a social media guy anyway I don't have any social media but news for sure Mm -hmm. and I find that what has sustained me through a year and a half to two years is just focusing on this mm-hmm. and the fact that I've been in school and forced. And when he says this, he's pointing at his I'm, Bible. Yeah, I'm pointing at my Bible. So like scripture um, and trying to live uh, the way of Jesus. And I mean, I got guys at my shop that are that pull their hair out that are Christians going, what do we do, Matt? What do we do, Crow? You know, and I'm like, trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you think that he doesn't see what's going on here. Right. Yeah. I mean, you really just don't realize how big he is. Right. You know. And we also kind of get the feeling like nothing like this has ever happened before. (laughs) And going through church history. I think (laughs) not. He's taking church history right now. So he's (laughs) like, whoa, it's actually been pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's been pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. in in a lot of ways it's not nearly as bad now right. as it has been. Right. 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 Yeah, we could be doused in oil and burned as candles. Yeah, human candles. Mhm. Yeah. And this this is kind of tangential to the uh, the verses we're saying, but it touches on what what you're talking about. I'm going to look up news. that word tangential. So it's like <laughs> it's not the the main point, but it kind of touches on it. Um maybe there's a proverb here that speaks to it, but in, in centuries past, you could seek out all the news you could possibly consume, 
and it was enough. It was probably not as much as a human mind could handle, like because you didn't get news that often, right? But now with with you, know, you were talking about social media and news, mm. we can get so much information about all these tragedies happening in places of the world we'll never be. We're not connected with those people. We don't know them. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden it's these burdens. Um, and it, I don't know if it was in today's chapter, but it might have been the other one about anxiety weighs down the soul. Yeah, that was um, the one before 12. Okay, you have the chapter. But then a kind word can cheer it up. Like we have to be careful um, if we expose ourselves too much to those things. We're not built to try to handle literally the weight of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think Crow said, like, I'm, I'm pointing to his Bible. like, this is what I'm into is the word of God. Like, we need to know generally what's going on. But our main consumption should be God's word. Yes. Not, you know, the it's, news channel or, you know, flipping through whatever web pages that are giving us all the latest happenings. Yes. Yep. Yep. And if I could just throw in a little plug here for those who are listening who – it is important to you to kind of know what's going on in the world, but you you just can't stomach one network or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's I, I get an email three times a week called the pour over, just like like a coffee pour over, and it gives you the quick like four or five snapshot highlights of like what's going on, but it does not slant it whatsoever in any political way, and then it follows it with a scripture and says, if you're moved to pray about this, here's a good scripture to attach to it, Yeah, you know? Um, and I've shared that with people that I know politically, like I probably have very different perspectives with. And it's it's safe because it's just the facts. It's the way the news used yeah. to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with Walter Cronkite, you know. <laughs> right. Um, it's just the facts and then a way to process it as a, as a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pour over, you can Google it. And if you're interested, check it out. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about and pull out of Proverbs 13? For young people, verse 20, I think is just so great. Walk with the wise and become wise. Companion of fools suffers harm. It really does matter hmm. who you hang out yes. with. You're going to be known by what they do. Yeah, totally. They'll kind of pull you into things. Yep. I mean, you hang out with two guys that want to do Exodus 90, you're going to start just, you know, fasting. And we talked about that the other day. <laughs> like, you know, but if you hang out with guys that are like, hey, let's go hang out at the bar. Not that we couldn't go get a drink or something, but like if that's your mainstay, right. like those create the habits. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to be, I think you have to have strength, man, because we're called to do that though, right? I mean, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have to bring the gospel to the lost, and the lost are broken in in, in bars and in you know all over the place. But we have to. It reminds me of the Amish guys that built my uh, little shed up north. I sat with him. I said, "I, I want to come to your church," and he's like, "Well, you wouldn't understand a thing because it's all in German." Oh. You know, and I'm like, "Oh, but we could have a translator for you." But he said, "The difference between you and I is that, like." If I'm an if I'm a recovering alcoholic and I'm walking down a sidewalk and there's a bar overflowing with people, I cross the road to avoid it. Mm. You know, and I, I I mean that's wisdom, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we're called like should we bring Jesus into that moment? You know, if you're called to right, it, not everybody's called to that. Right. So you if gotta, you're the recovering alcoholic, that's probably not not a good idea. Exactly. Right. But there are other Christians for whom. That's not a danger, and they go in. Yes, you know, maybe that they could. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I just read an article about women who go into strip bars to 
set these women free mm. and get them out of there. That's huge. Yeah. They share the wow. God. They, they develop friendships with them. They share the gospel with them and yep. then they get them out. Yep. yep. You know, yep. If that's your calling, man. That's awesome. Right. right. Yeah. I, my calling is not to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that'd be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. We had one for the kids, one for the parents, verse 24. You know, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. That's not a popular word. I was just no. going to, yeah. You know, when, when I had no children, uh, we had friends, Shane and Wendy Stirk. I don't know if you know. Yeah, know the Stirks. Yeah. So I, they had three kids, at, three or four kids at that time, I forget. And I was like, Shane, your kids are amazing. And someday I hope to be a dad. What's the secret? And he said, well, here's this book, um, Shepherding Your Child's Heart, which mm. kind of takes you through a godly um, way of, of disciplining Discipline. kids, which includes spanking at that younger age. But when I would do that with the kids, I always have to make sure I'm not angry. Then I'd bring them alone in a room so they're never humiliated in front of others. Mm. I would quote some scripture to them, like, children, obey your parents in the Lord. You know, honor your father and mother. So I, I'm not doing this because you transgressed me. I'm actually doing this because when you sinned, you got in danger. You left the path of God's blessing. I'm here on a rescue mission. <laughs> I'm here to bring you back into the circle of God's blessing. Mm. And, you know, one little swat, I mean, it's it's really not, it's not this like, oh, we're hitting or whatever, but it's just this little moment. They would apologize, give me a hug. I forgive you. I love you. We'd walk out of the room. It's totally resolved. They're joyful. It's connected. So obviously there's ways of doing That's this that beautiful. could be uh, abusive yeah. or they could be, you know, we have to be careful not to just say, oh, you should just start doing that. But, right. you know, to me, it's really striking that the proverb says, if you don't discipline your children, you are actually showing a form of hatred towards them. Right. Yeah, it's powerful. A lot of people struggle with that. Uh huh. Yeah, that. it is. Well, verb. and that's not PC today. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yes. I grew up on the when I was a kid. There was a I won't say any names, but there were uh, these two other young kids that we hung out with, and their parents had a paddle that hung on the wall, and it had both their names on it. <laughs> and when they got in trouble, you could hear it from the street. Getting whooped. Oh, what's yeah. interesting in this this book, Shepherding Child's Heart, is he says, do not use like a rod or a paddle. Yeah. He said it should be your hand because then the hand that hugs them, the hand that feeds them, the hand that cares for them is the hand that disciplines. Mm. And it's not this external object of mm -hmm. pain, mm. Yeah. but it's actually the same parent mm. showing that actually this is one of my many ways of loving you. Right. And when I read that, I was like, whoa, I don't know if I would have thought through through it that way, but <laughs> to kind of think through what's, what's the psychological development for a kid and how do you, yeah. you know, and obviously our kids are at an age where you don't, I'm, you don't do that all the way growing up, yeah. but still you have to be careful to discipline them. That looks yep. different at 10. It looks different at 15, mm -hmm. but you know, we never stop being parents and hopefully being good shepherds and guides to, to their hearts. And that's what we're after is we want their hearts to, yep. to direct to Christ, not an external conformity to some behavior. Yep. Mm. When I was in eighth grade, I stayed out way too late on a Friday night, like crazy late. I came home at like two in the morning. And I mean, my curfew was like nine, <laughs> you know, I just was out of my mind. I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> when I got home and I was, and we were doing dumb stuff. We were out TP in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and then when I got home, my mom and dad, of course, were up and worried sick and we're right at the front door and I'm like, oh, hey guys. And they're like, 
hey, guys. <laughs> it's whooping time. <laughs> and they just looked at me and they said, we'll talk in the morning. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you sleep that night? Not good. <laughs> and they came in the next morning. They were so loving. Like, they, they both came in. They sat at the foot of my bed. Mm. And they said, Dwight, you screwed up. They didn't say that. Yeah. They said, you, you shouldn't have done that. And that, that was wrong. And, and I'm like, I know. And they said, and we're going to ground you. And I'd never been grounded before, ever. And I think that, and I think I was never grounded since, but I, I couldn't go out and hang out with my friends for like a month or two weeks or something. Um, so it, they didn't physically discipline me, but they, mm-hmm. they took something away that was painful. Um, but I knew it, that mm. it was so loving that uh, the way they did it. And wisdom, because they waited. We'll talk to you in the morning. Right. You know, because, I mean, in that moment, they could they have been were, just steaming. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're, we know you're safe, so we can put aside that anxiety. <laughs> That's Good right. Job, now Mama we need to Beal. calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, we went long again. Why? Oh, uh, because you it, got one more thing. Well, is it because I see sinner in here, and I, have, I haven't seen sinner yet in Proverbs. Okay, and then uh, the tree of life is referred to. Hmm. Hmm. I just think when I hear those, I think the tree of life. You know, the garden. Yeah. You know, um, and then wickedness overthrows the sinner. That's the first time I've seen sinner used. But okay, I had it underlined. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Okay. We well, can wrap this we can, up. And we can save this for, we have two more days, right? We do. Yeah. So maybe on one of the other ones, I think it's, there's an interesting connection we can make. Like, how do you read Proverbs in light of the rest of the canon of Scripture? Because mm-hmm. if you read Proverbs by itself, it could just be like a, a rule book mm. devoid of gospel. So right. to think of sin, tree of life, that can, maybe we'll find some verses. I don't know. Can we yeah. pick that up in another episode? Yeah. 10-4. 10-4. Thanks, friends, for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.